Easter 2021. This podcast describes the run-up to Easter this year. Well, happy Easter everyone. I'm sitting here at the flat window, looking out over the River Tay, bathed in glorious sunshine today, and I felt a sudden urge to send you a quick update. Laughably, we're expecting some snow and temperatures below zero tonight. So to say the weather is unpredictable is a massive understatement. It's of course symptomatic of the general global warming, which is now a thing as opposed to a warning for the future. I can almost picture that wee girl in the film Poltergeist, staring at the static on the TV screen and turning to say, they're here. Well, now I suppose for us, it's here and we better continue to prepare. Easter Sunday morning got off to a bright start with a video call at nine o'clock. Yeah, we were up from Gavin, Eve and Dari, thanking us for the Easter gifts. Next, we were off to 10 o'clock mass at St Mary's Lochy, a place we hadn't set foot in since Christmas Day. That turned out to be a real pleasure, you know celebrating the resurrection with 50 or so parishioners at a socially distanced mass where we even heard a hymn or two sung by the local headmistress of the primary school I attended just 60 years ago. Lady Burton and I both received communion at the end. I managed to mooch a blessed palm off the priest, but I resisted the temptation to snatch one of the free chocolate eggs at the back of the church on the way out. We then drove straight up to the slope at the back of Lochy Park, where we maintained the family tradition of rolling our eggs until they cracked. But as it was getting really cold, we soon returned to the car and drove the short distance home via Mary's mum's house, just to say Happy Easter. We've now just finished our chicken dinner with my favourite tiramisu for dessert. So Mary is back in her coziest armchair and I'm sat at the dining table typing. One way or another, we've managed to see all the boys recently. We of course see George and Fiona regularly because of our caring for Ben after school two days a week. But Greg has come down just yesterday from Montrose to catch up with us, and we see Gavin, usually over a lunchtime now and again, as he works at the Sheriff Court in Dundee, although he lives in our broth. We saw Scott last Wednesday when we took the train to Larbert, where he lives, to collect and drive his old car back to Dundee to keep for Greg, who is paying it up. Everyone is well, so there is little to tell other than that Gavin Eve and little Ari will take delivery of their horse and Shetland pony tomorrow. So that has our granddaughter in a frenzy of excitement. She'll have plenty of time to get to know them over the Easter holidays, which also start tomorrow. The best news is that I haven't needed to go back to the physio since I last posted, as my sciatica has gradually gone away, leaving me with just a tingly leg every so often, but at least none of that awful pain which was blighting my existence for a while. Conversely, The left Achilles, which I tweaked at the tennis in November, continues to refuse to heal, 
And although I know total rest is what is normally required with no unnecessary walking, I've got a big problem with that prescription for recovery and will have to find a happy medium between inactivity and going for a walk. Our general health remains good and Lady Burton, despite her youthful appearance, was called to Dundee's Caird Hall two weeks ago to receive her first AstraZeneca jag. I, meanwhile, have my letter inviting me to return to the self-same concert hall to receive my second jag on Wednesday next. I'm looking forward to that. I'm sad to report that we lost one of our old friends from Villanova last week. Squeaky John Unwin, so-called because of the high-pitched timbre of his voice, was a lovely old guy who had kept returning to the campsite for years after his wife passed away, and he became a very popular addition to our society, despite him being ever so quietly spoken, and indeed being one of the few adults I have ever met who couldn't read. We helped John out a couple of times last winter when he developed an infection by taking him to the hospital and doctors and translating for him. I'll never forget the laugh we both had when the Spanish nurse asked me to ask him the last time he had had <clears throat> relations. Well, does she mean which year? was John's witty reply. John will be missed by so many of us over in Villanova, and I promise we'll all raise a glass to him at the first opportunity. He loved his brandy, especially the local Soberano. R.I.P. Squeaky John Unwin. So, our Nicola was cleared of breaching the ministerial code by an independent adjudicator. We were delighted when that news came through, as she's hugely popular both in Scotland and further afield. And because so few of us had any accurate idea of what all the fuss was about. Mistakes were admitted, technical ones it appeared, but the conspiracy theory of a hatchet job on Alex Salmon remained just that, and the First Minister survived one of the worst witch hunts the Tories have ever mounted since they assassinated Jeremy Corbyn. Both Scottish Tories Douglas Ross and Ruth Davidson came out of the affair with no credit whatsoever, and in truth have become a bit of a laughing stock here in Scotland. Not that Ruth will mind as she settles down in the House of Lords and feeds off her taxes, for the rest of her life. Salmond, of course, pulled one out of the bag when he announced the launch of his new political party, Alava, this week past. It will contest the forthcoming elections to the Scottish Parliament on the list only, meaning that they will not put up candidates for normal election to a constituency, but will qualify for candidates via the assisted member scheme which is Dehaunt's version of proportional representation. By the way, I'm only telling you this in case you're actually interested enough to look it up on Google. And here's another thing. 
Are Mary and I the only people who actually re really like both Nicola Sturgeon and Alex Sammy? We had a long Zoom call the other night with my old university friend Janine and her husband Simon. I had been asked by the latter to register at chess.com so I could have a game with him and maybe coach him a bit. But of course, we ended up talking about everything except chess and put the world to rights on several totally unimportant matters. In return for chess coaching, Simon has promised to do a second portrait of me at the first opportunity. A proper one, he said. Although, frankly, I thought the first one was brilliant and truly lifelike. When I first saw it, I thought it looked like Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black. But then I remembered a former colleague of mine used to insist I was the spitting image of the said Hollywood star. Speaking of chess, my team played their crunch match against the league leaders last week and we got slaughtered three and a half to a half. So no promotion for us this season. We have our final league game tomorrow night. Scott brought youngest granddaughter Amelia through to see us a week or so ago and she had her first ever overnight stay with her Dundee grandparents. It was a complete success and the wee angel literally slept the entire evening and night, going down at 7pm and coming to life around 8.30am, allowing for the clocks having gone forward in the middle of the night. Well, I can assure you that neither her father nor any of her three uncles ever did anything remotely close to sleeping that length of time, except when they were teenagers, of course. Little Amelia was a total joy to be around, an absolute 14-month-old angel in truth, and she had all of Granny Mary's family flocking around to share time with her. Why, even Bailey the dog loves her. Amelia now attends nursery three days a week, and the staff there have told Scott they would happily welcome a dozen Amelias into the room, so well-behaved is she. I know. You'll be thinking, hmm, he goes on a bit about his own granddaughter, but she has genuinely been the best baby ever, and her parents don't know how lucky they are to have a child that good. Well, listeners, that's all the news about Easter 2021. Hope you've enjoyed listening to this. I'll post again soon.